0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Mercy Talks Money, the podcast. I am your host, Mercy, and I'm a money talker. If you're new here and you're wondering what a money talker is, well, we are a people who believe that um, we should all strive to have honest and courageous conversations about money, be it Our money, how we earn it and how we spend it, how it affects us and how it affects those around us and how it has affected us. So we are people who strive for courageous conversations around money. If that resonates with you, allow me to say this, welcome home and I hope you enjoy it here. And if if you f- you're still finding the idea to be quite strange, you're also welcome. Just give it a chance. Allow yourself, open your mind, open your heart, open your spirit um, to take it all in. Do remember that you can follow us on social media pages. We are on Instagram as Mercy Talks Money. Um, We also have a website, which is www.mercytalksmoney.com. The podcast is also available on all major podcast platforms. So like, share, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Today, we are focusing on um, money and the Bible. I know it's, it's, it's a hot topic. A lot of times um, money gets a bad rap when it comes to religion and, and I'll be talking about Christianity because I'm a Christian and, and I've always applied the Christian principles um, in, in my money life. And I know, I know a lot of people have been burnt in churches. A lot of people have suffered abuse, financial abuse at the hands of religion. So I know this may trigger a lot of people, but um, please allow yourself to hear this message in a new way, to receive this message in a fresh way. So today I thought to do it a bit differently to how... We usually talk about money and and Christianity. So I'm going to be discussing um, the financial planning principles and what the Bible has to say about those. So broadly, we are talking about um, financial planning. We are talking about budgeting. We are talking about saving. We are talking about investing. We are talking about um, your legacy that's your will and estate planning. So the, those are the areas that um, I want us to talk about. A lot of people don't think the Bible speaks directly to these things. So Christians just go in and they believe things will sort themselves out. But we know that the Bible is filled It's rich with a word for each and every season and each and every situation. So allow me to deliver it to you in a new way, perhaps new to you, perhaps revision to another person, but allow me to refresh your memory. So let's get into it. Let's start with the broader aspect of financial planning and what's what the bible says about that and and i'll read to you the verses and explain to you how they relate to to your money life starting with um let me see let me start with proverbs the book of proverbs is packed packed literally if we all read proverbs and internalized it we would have everything we will need we would possibly need for our financial lives if you've never looked at, at the book of proverbs and also ecclesiastes those two books if you've never looked at them as financial planning tools just just go back on your own just read through them with a finance lens you you will understand what i mean so we're starting with proverbs chapter 21 verse 5 And I'm reading from Amplified Version. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance and advantage. But everyone who acts in haste comes surely to poverty. I'll read it again. That's Proverbs chapter 21, verse 5. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance and advantage. But everyone who acts in haste comes surely to poverty so in coming up with your financial plan point number one be diligent that is what um, this chapter of the, of the bible is asking us to do when it comes to our financial matters when it comes to planning our financial lives be diligent take care Be very thorough, be very intentional because your diligent plans are the ones that will give you an advantage and will lead to your abundance. Do not be in a hurry because when you are in a hurry, you overlook important things. For example, you may overlook assessing all the risks that are involved in in that investment. So don't be in a hurry. Be very deliberate. That is what the Bible is telling us here. And then, still on on Proverbs chapter 23, verse 4, it cautions us by saying, Do not weary yourself with the overwhelming desire to gain wealth, cease from your own understanding of it. Let me read it again Proverbs chapter 23, verse 4. Do not weary yourself with the overwhelming desire to gain wealth. Seize from your own understanding of it. I know it, it may seem a bit strange that now we are being told to not desire wealth when um, in other aspects of the Bible, we know that God wants us to be wealthy so that he can use us and our resources to reach to the lost. But. Let's not misunderstand what this chapter is saying, what this verse is saying. It's saying, remember that God is your giver of everything. God created everything on earth. He created you and he knows who you are. He knew you from the very first day he created you. He knew the desires of your heart. So do not overwhelm yourself trying to desire gain or wealth because God has already set your path and in your path, wealth is already there. So don't waste your time trying to desire. It's already there. It's already created for you that is what um this verse is saying and don't try to use your own understanding and remember the bible also says lean not on your understanding and in your in all your ways acknowledge him so don't try to lean on your understanding of how money is to come to you um and, and and the ways and when and how much of it because You can't possibly comprehend all of that, but God who created you, who loves you, who provides for you actually knows. He knows the talents he gave you. He knows why he put you in that family, in that career path, and therefore he knows the wealth that will come to you if you just stay in him. So as you come up with your financial plan, lean heavily, heavily, Towards God. Lean heavily towards hearing from the Holy Spirit. Lean heavily towards understanding what the Bible says about creating wealth and not lean towards your understanding or the world's understanding of creating wealth. Alrighty? And then, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22. We're still on um, financial planning. We're still at the very top. We're at the umbrella. And, and this is the last one that I have here. And it says, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22. Without consultation and wise advice, plans are frustrated. But with many counselors, they are established and they succeed. I'll read that again. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 22, without consultation and wise advice, plans are frustrated, but with many counselors, they are established and succeed. In coming up with your financial plan, acknowledge that um, you are not all-knowing. You need to remember to ask for help from professionals. So reach out to your banker, to your lawyer, to your accountant. reach out to as many people as possible because the, the financial plan is meant to be holistic. It needs to cover all areas of your life. So reach out to your pastor so that you have an understanding of what the Bible says about money. Reach out to your accountant who is gifted in that area and can give you information that you need. Reach out to your lawyer who is gifted in that area, who will help you in how you should contract, how you should write up a will, how you should be handling your matters. Reach out to as many people as possible. Take in advice because therein you are creating a good platform for your financial plan to prosper. All right, got it? So we've laid a foundation there on Um, what the Bible says about financial planning, that we should plan. We should plan because it will give us abundance and it will give us an advantage. And in planning, we should consult those that are gifted in different areas so that we get a holistic view of how our finances should look. And in do and in coming up with our financial plan, we should not lean on our own understanding of wealth, but rather on what God says because He is our provider. Alrighty, so that was um, financial planning. So next we move on to budgeting, which is the one of the first steps that um, for you to prosper in your financial life, you actually need to have put down a budget. A budget is where you are saying, um, this, this is how I'm going to be getting my resources. That's money. This is how much money will be coming in from these different areas. And then this is how I'm going to distribute it. And then you track and know whether or not you are staying on track. And it helps you to achieve your financial goals. So that is just a quick overview of what a budget is. So what does the Bible say about budgeting? Luke chapter 14 verse 28, I think it's one of the famous, one of the famous verses of the Bible that has to do with budgeting. For which one of you, when he wants to build a watchtower for his gods, does not first sit and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to finish it? I'll read it again. Luke chapter 14 verse 28. For which one of you, when he wants to build a watchtower for his gods, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to finish it? So that answers the question, should you budget? In case you thought you could get out of budgeting, no, you can't. The Bible says, sit down, calculate, and see if you will have enough to achieve what you want to achieve. So it's there, it's written, it's in the Bible. Thou shalt budget, in short. Thou shalt prepare a budget so that you know if you have enough to achieve your goals. So now that we all agree, we all agree that this, this needs to be done, how then do we do it? Oh, and before I move on, let me, let me, let me give you another one. Let me give you another one. Proverbs. We are back to Proverbs chapter 21, verse 20. There is precious treasure and oil in the house of the wise who prepare for the future. Let me read it again. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 20. There is precious treasure and oil in the house of the wise who prepare for the future so for you to have the good stuff the precious stuff you need to have budgeted you need to have prepared for the future those who sit now in the present and prepare for the future are the ones who will have the treasures and have the abundance and the advantage. So here the Bible is saying, if you want the treasures, the precious stuff and the oil in your house, if you want to be wise, prepare for the future. And how do you prepare for the future? By making a plan right now, a plan called a budget. Your expenditure plan right now which is talking to your future to ensure that, um, for days to come, for generations to come, you have the precious treasure and oil. Again, I repeat, it's in the Bible. You must budget it. You just can't get out of it. Another aspect of the financial plan is saving and investing. It's like two slightly different things that, um, involve setting money aside but for different purposes. So just quickly for anybody who may be confused by the two terms, saving means you're setting money aside for 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 a purpose. For example, you want to buy a car, you want to buy a house, you or you're just saving for an emergency. So it's money usually for a short to medium term that you are putting aside. You are not really looking to have your money multiplied drastically when you're saving investing on the other side you are you are looking for your money to multiply you are looking that is the very reason why you're investing you want your money to grow you want to have another stream of income from that so that's the difference between saving and investing in, in a technical way so um, biblically when we talk about um setting money aside um the bible here first of all proverbs cautions us as we approach this area, rightfully so, because it's one area where a lot can happen. This is one area where greed can show up. This is uh, an area where dishonesty can show up. So Proverbs chapter 13, verse 11, cautions us by saying, Wealth obtained by fraud dwindles, but he who gathers gradually by honest labor will increase his riches. Let me give it to you again. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 11. Wealth obtained by fraud dwindles, but he who gathers gradually by honest labor will increase his riches. Let me take it word by word and explain to you why this is a great verse to lean on as you invest. Gathers gradually. Investing is a long-term gain. Saving is a long-term gain. For you to achieve meaningful returns, you need to be in it for the long haul. You need to be comfortable with things happening a little bit at a time. You need to be comfortable with your hundred becoming 150, 160, 170, and not necessarily going from 100 to one million overnight. That's why it's important here for us to get the part about he who gathers gradually. Do not be in a haste like um, like we said earlier, the one who is in, the one who is in a haste comes surely to poverty remember that so be gradual as you build your investments be comfortable with buying one piece of land leaving it undeveloped as you gather more money coming back to build a small house then going back to regroup and then expanding and then and then when you build your portfolio buying 200 shares and then buying 200 more after some time, building gradually, building gradually. So it's important that we we hear this message because when you obtain your wealth through fraud, it surely will dwindle like the Bible is telling us here. And we are building from where? From honest labor. Honest labor. We are not stealing We are not um, misappropriating. Let me use that nice technical word. We are not misappropriating funds here. We are earning our income honestly and we are growing it gradually. And that's how we will increase our riches according to Proverbs. So I, I hope that's giving you at least... Um, a bit of light and a bit of courage in case you were feeling disheartened because you felt like the road is so long, like you have been trying to invest, you have been trying to build your portfolio. Just, Just remember to keep gathering gradually and do not despise your honest labor when you see others who are obtaining by other means looking like they are prospering just remember that wealth obtained by fraud dwindles right and then i am going to quote um ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse six ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse six sow your seed in the morning and do not be idle with your hands in the evening for you do not know whether morning or evening planting will succeed. Whether this or that or whether both alike will be good. I'll read it again. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 6. Saw your seed in the morning and do not be idle with your hands in the evening. For you do not know whether morning or evening planting will succeed. Whether this or that or whether both alike will be good. This can be applied in many ways. Like when we are trying to win um, the lost to the kingdom, um, it's simply teaching us that we should always be prepared to preach the word, whether in the morning or in the evening, using this method or that method, because you do not know what timing will work and you do not know which method would work both could work morning could work evening could work so we should always be ready but applying it now to your financial life it's teaching us one you should have more than one thing don't be idle don't go to work come back and then in the evening you are just sitting Find something for your hands to do in the evening. Remember that um, God blesses the work of our hands. So find something to be doing in the evening for you do not know whether it will be your day job or your part-time night job that will succeed. Maybe both will succeed in creating wealth for you. Maybe the evening, maybe the morning job will succeed. So find something to do with your hands because... We also know what the Bible says about idle hands and lazy people. And also that um, we don't know whether this or that would work. So when you are investing, diversify. Try this. And then try that, too, because you don't know. And that is the basic principle of investing and diversifying your portfolio. It's because there is a risk associated with investing. So you need to diversify. You need to have put your money into this and that. Um, whether you're putting your money into property and also putting it um, in, in, in a fixed deposit account to earn interest, you are diversifying. In case something happens to the housing market, at least you have the money in, in the deposit account. And if anything happens with the interest rate, at least you've got your rental income. So put your money in this and that. That is how you try to diversify um, your portfolio and also dilute the risk associated with investing. So that is just some of the principles that um, the Bible is giving us in in these areas. And the next one is debt, which I know is, is a huge thing right now. It's a huge thing. We just... As people, we just can't seem to let go of debt. It just seems like it's something that's meant to follow us. It's a rite of passage. It's almost feeling like you sh- like it's the next thing that's going to happen. You're going to finish school. You're going to start working and then you're going to get into debt. That's if you didn't get into debt before you even finished school. I know that's what it feels like right now. But remember what the Bible says. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 7 says, The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. Let me give it to you again. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 7, The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. If you don't believe it, let let me just simplify it for you when you have a loan a simple loan that you got from the bank your your financial life is no longer just yours the bank has become a stakeholder in your financial life you can't just up and decide to quit your job when you've got that loan to settle with the bank because the bank has got um An interest in your financial life, if you don't settle with the bank, they will come after you. They will come after your assets. So that way you are one who is working for the bank. Whether you would like to admit it or not, whether you see it that way or not, the moment you get a loan, you start working for the bank. You are working to pay the bank. And if you keep getting into the cycle of debt and getting deeper and deeper into it, you become more and more indebted to the bank. You become more entangled as a servant to the bank. So let's be cognizant. Yes, there's good debt. There's necessary debt. But let's be cognizant as we plan our debt. When you're preparing your financial plan, you are meant to see how debt can help you optimize your, your financial plan. Debt is meant to optimize, not to burden you. So as you look for ways to optimize your plan by taking on debt, be cognizant that um, you could, you will become um, incumbent You will become entangled. You will become a servant and you will be working for the bank. The bank will become a stakeholder in your financial life or whoever your lender is will become a stakeholder in your financial life. So be cognizant. Also keeping in mind that the Bible says um, you cannot serve two masters. So eventually one master will overpower another. So just keep that at the back of your mind. Lastly, we'll talk about um, building a legacy or wheels and estates. In your financial plan, it's well and good for you to have set up your umbrella plan. Let it speak to the goals in your life. It's well and good for you to have come up with a budget, an annual one, a five-year one, however way you do it so that you know that you are covering all the bases it's well and good for you to save and to invest and have multiple streams of income and diversify and um, manage your levels of debt but inevitably we all know that inevitably death will come upon us and therefore it is only wise that we plan for it while we are still alive So um, your estate planning has to form part of your financial plan. So what does the Bible say about living a legacy? Um, Proverbs chapter 13 verse 22 says, A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the hands of the righteous. Let me give it to you again. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the hands of the righteous. So here the Bible is telling us that um, while we are living now, while we are earning now, and while we are trying to reach our goals now, we should also be looking to leave something that will outlive us. We should also be striving to create vehicles for our children's children, not just your children. Here's not even saying your children and your children's children. It's skipping your children altogether and going to your grand your grandchildren. That's, that's what the good man does. So leave a legacy and be wise, like it said earlier, like Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22 said, be wise to consult so that you know how to structure this vehicle. Be wise to consult your lawyer so that they can um, impart knowledge to you on how you write your will, on how you should structure your affairs, whether you want to set a trust, however way you want. Be wise to consult with them so that they help you to set up um, this legacy that you leave for your children's children. And remember that um, the wealth of sinners is stored up for the hands of the righteous. So as you sit there and, and, and you feel like maybe some people who misappropriate, I really like that word, misappropriate seem to be getting further and further. Remember this. Remember that their wealth is thought up for the hands of the righteous. One way or the other, the principles of the Bible always hold true. So do not fret. Alrighty, so we come to the end. I know I have not exhausted everything that the Bible has to say. Like Like I'm saying, everything in the Bible applies to all areas of your life, one way or the other. So next time you're reading a, a Bible verse, just ask yourself, um, how does this affect my love life? How does this apply to my financial life? How does this affect my career? Trust me, you will see it. You will see it when you open your eyes to see it in a different way. So I hope that this has been impactful for you. And I invite you to go through the book of Ecclesiastes and also Proverbs, like I'm saying, Financial Planning 101. Like you won't even need us. You will not even need me. That's while you still need me, while I'm still here. Remember, you can follow me on Instagram at Mercy Talks Money. You can also um, listen to the podcast on all major podcast platforms. Um, We're also available on our website, which is www.mercytalksmoney.com. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And share this with your friends, share it with your churchmates, share it with anyone, your business partner, your mother, your sister, your cousin, your father, anyone that you feel needs to hear this message. And do feel free to contact me if you have anything you would want to share, if you have any testimonies that you want to share, any comments, any suggestions, any collaboration that you want to do with me. I'm open to all of that. Thank you so much for your listenership. Until next time, bye-bye.